0: Welcome dance lovers to Ask a Dancer with Stacey Morgan Hello and welcome to Ask a Dancer, the podcast for aspiring dancers looking to make it in the performing arts industry My name is Stacey Morgan and I'm the Principal of Port Macquarie Performing Arts, a dance school on the mid-north coast of New South Wales And joining me live from the Victorian Dance Festival is the fabulous Philippa Ziegenhart, how you doing? Thanks. Good to be here. Thank you so much for joining us on Ask a Dancer. I'd love to delve into not just the fabulous professional career that you had in the classical ballet world, but also to all the great things that you're doing now, teaching students about mindset and travelling around the country, making sure that dancers are becoming the best people and dancers they can be. Mm-hmm. So we'll start where you where you started dancing. Who first influenced you into dance and um, and how did it take over your world?
1: Well, my mum used to teach a um, kindergarten dance class, um, and so I just got sort of dragged along, so I was probably started joining in when I was two or so. Like it was Perfect. Just, um, uh, yeah, so I always kind of joined in, and my big sister did it, and I always tried to do what they were doing, and, um, you know, be doing, telling them what they were supposed to be doing when I was little <laughs> than them. So yeah, so I just kind of followed along with my family, I guess, and um, yeah, but I think I it then I was very serious about it and ended up keeping on going you know, beyond my big sister.
0: And <laughs> Wonderful. Whereabouts was this? Where did you grow up? Um, in Perth, yeah. So I'm in Perth in Western Australia and um, yeah, I lived there until
1: I was 16.
0: Yeah. Fabulous. Yes. And then at 16 did the big choice come where you thought, do I? am I going to do this as a career? or? Yeah.
1: So I was like, am I going to do this seriously? And if I am, then um, there's a small place. And um, at that stage, there certainly weren't a lot of opportunities to do any full-time or have any real um, opportunities for um, employment uh, very much. So yeah, so I went over to Sydney um, and did a year full-time there, and then went to with my teacher, she took us over to um, Europe for a tour and um, auditioned for a bunch of schools, got in a bunch of places, and went to Hamburg, finished my training in at the Hamburg. Germany so that was um, yeah that was where I landed and then stayed eight eight and a
0: half years. Wow eight and a half years yeah that's awesome how daunting was it as a young student going to the other side of the world and 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 putting down your roots there and staying there for that long?
1: Yeah well I never really I don't think I really expected to go for eight and a half years like and I didn't I didn't even think about the fact that I didn't know the language honestly didn't like you know, I think if I went now as, a, as an adult, you know, um, I'd probably try and learn some language before I went, or I like, get prepared, but um, I just went along with what, you know, what was being offered to me and I went to that school because I liked it and, you know, I just kind of did, you know, I didn't even think, I actually didn't even think I wasn't daunted, I just kind of, I just went along
0: with it. And, um, How much of that do you think is um, due to the fact that as a classical ballet dancer, so much of your um so much of the discipline of ballet is being told what to do so your teacher tells you what the technique should be they give you corrections they tell you what time you need to be there you know class starts at this time it's a very structured world do you think that kind of influenced
1: yeah well i mean definitely i think i was definitely one of those um dancers that liked being told what to do and liked sort of um knowing what the right thing to do was um i think you know i knew that i wanted to do it like making the decision to move to sydney making the decision to go on that tour were things that i definitely knew that i wanted to do yeah um but yeah i just didn't think of maybe i just had no idea of what cultural you know cross-cultural life was like i just yeah i don't know
0: and during that entire time obviously it. it it wasn't easy. Not only were you studying classical ballet, which is incredibly difficult, but you were moving to different places, sometimes places where you didn't know the language. Do you have a particular memory of something, a time that was really hard, a struggle, something that you, you, know, you worked through, but you think back and go, oh, that, that was tough?
1: Yeah, well, probably the, the hardest point, thing that I had to go through was right at the end of my training, um, I, I got a, um, an injury stress fracture in my, um, my fibula, um, I'd, it was February, I'd just, you know, the whole of January we'd been, I'd been I been. was in the school but went on a tour with the company to Paris and we'd been doing Swan Lake and just doing lots of little, you know, tonne Yeah. Um And I, yeah, so I'd, I'd got a stress fracture and I just got my contract, did this t- tour and then found out that I had a stress fracture. And so that was February and um, so I had a job for when I finished my training in June and then the next, after summer I was, But that whole um, last uh, few months of my training, I was out, and um, you know, for whatever reason, got. Great advice and not great treatment, and ended up being off altogether for nine months. Um, so I was out of action for a lot longer than I thought I would be. Yeah. Um, started the first. Wasn't until Christmas that I actually got on stage in my, you know, Nutcracker and my Waltz of the Flowers, my debut. Four months into it, and everyone else <laughs> had already kind of got off the planks and was in the pool and swimming, and I was sort of still standing on the starting block, going, "Hang on." Um, and that I think that was really hard for me. Um, Finishing my training was hard, but you know, but then starting a career and not being able to do anything.
0: Yeah, um, and being on the other side of the world, away from your friends and your family and yeah. your support network. That
1: yeah, that I did sound come good. home. I came
0: home. Oh, in the, you did? Uh, for
1: the break in the oh. summer break, um, well, Australian winter, but yep. European summer. And I came back, and I actually that was where I got some really great treatment and advice um, from a physio in Perth. Um, you know she was great she sort of helped me see that this was actually you know nine months seems like forever <laughs> but how many years do you know would i like to have a career for yes and you know i ended up dancing for six years yeah so in comparison to six years nine months was actually relatively short yep.
0: Um, um, hard to see that, though, yeah, when you first go oh, out.
1: oh, totally, totally. But it re- she really helped me to see, you know, this is the long-term picture and then took me right back to the tiny details of, you know, this is what you're going to do for the next three days and don't change and do after three days then you can add an extra exercise in. And three days felt like eternity, but it was like, yes, keeping that long-term picture to help me get into these tiny little micro um, progress, you know, goals that I was actually having to work on. So...
0: It's yeah. incredibly important, isn't it, that, that support network? You, you think that your teachers you know are the most important
1: mm.
0: part of your training but it's it really it takes a what's the word it takes a village <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that that kind yeah. of you need good people supporting you that are that are well-rounded that are looking after your uh, your, your rehab and your injury prevention and your injury management and yeah and, all of that yeah. That and that I think that. that's
1: what because now I'm working at the Australian Ballet School doing you know as, as a counsellor there and um you know and I see it with students who get injured they um you know the dance teachers are great helpful when they're in the in the studio and they you know but sitting in a studio watching is so hard uh, you know when you're yeah. injured and you can't do it you just think of all the things that you're not able to do and seeing everyone else progress makes you feel like you're going backwards and um and I think that's where you know teachers as well find it hard to know how to you know how do you help because you want to help them with dance but sometimes so when I was injured I was learning I like to play the guitar and I I, learnt, I did an intensive German um, course.
0: Oh, I actually some Language.
1: Um, yeah. And yeah, so I started to actually have to look at all these other parts of myself that I hadn't really explored because dance wasn't, you know, um, filling all of my creative outlets. So I had yeah. to sort of find other things that would sort of stimulate me and keep me going. So yeah, that was actually, a, I now look back at a really great part of my life. But awesome. Part of it was <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
0: So that leads so perfectly into what you're doing now, which I just find so fantastic. Mm. Um, with Stage Minded, tell us about your not just your role at the Australian Ballet School and mm. consulting with several different full-time schools, but but your business.
1: Yeah, so with Stage Minded, um, I it's really it's my passion to actually equip dancers and performing artists, whether they're professionals or pre professionals with those kind of mental skills and the things that everyone expects you to have and know how to do, but no one sort of teaches you in ballet skills, so how to be confident, um, how to get yourself motivated, stay motivated, handle the competition and the criticism and the pressure, um, and actually be able to own your progress and your career as a you know you're independent you're actually on top of this rather than being dependent on those teachers to tell you what to do all the time so I think that's where um having studied counselling and then seeing that there actually really are solutions and researched you know evidence-based ways of coping and um yeah we just need to i so I'm really passionate about getting those those um Skills and strategies put into into dancers' hands so that they can actually, yeah, feel like they've got it together. Um, yeah. Because I just remember feeling like, yeah, I didn't know what I was doing and didn't really know where to turn, but felt like I had to have it. You know, I had to, I had to know what I was doing, and I should know. Yes. <laughs> and, I and why don't ask, I? And I couldn't ask for help. So yeah. So it was just like I think that's where I just want them to know that there is actually resources and information. Um, yeah. So
0: that's what I'm trying to provide. Awesome. Uh, as far, in terms of the resources and information you've got, uh, you, people can access you, obviously, if they're coming to your school, but you've got online resources that people can reach out and get as well?
1: Yeah, so um, I have uh, Believe in Yourself, which is a five-week program on confidence and how to get over self-doubt, which is, I think, the number one thing that every dancer, I don't know, was a big part of my journey. Um, yep. How to actually... Um, yeah, have that confidence and that belief in yourself and handle your self-taught when you get all negative um, um, and that inner critic gets, takes over. So um, that's that's a five-week course working on that. And, um, I have a mindset school which has got a lot of different um, topics we cover in there about how to actually build a really solid mindset um, to set goals and um, use imagery and visualisation to help you improve your performance. So that's like a, there's 12 modules of that that's a
0: Yeah. Yeah. Fabulous. have you... Do you have any student... Well, for the student that's sitting at home listening to this and Mm. thinking, that's me, I have that negative talk, I don't have the confidence that maybe other people in my classroom seem to have, Mm -hmm. what advice can you give them for for reaching out and, and being able to connect with you and and get the advice that they need
1: yeah well I think it's, it's that big um, fear that I if I admit I have a weakness um, that's terrible and it means that I'm not good enough um, I think that's the hardest thing um, that I had to go through um, in terms of when you actually ask for help and you get advice that's actually the most empowering thing um, because you then know what to do and then you get on top of it um, yep. and dancers are great at getting on top of it yeah. when you give them the tools um, and so it's just getting over that hump of actually asking for help um, but I mean the research all shows the number one resilience factor is having access to strategies and skills and support um, if you have someone to ask when you're um, struggling with someone if you can ask someone for help and you can get some good advice then you're going to bounce back from whatever you're going through um, it's just going. Am I willing to admit that I have, um, that I'm not perfect? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and just be open to it. And so that's what I just encourage people is just, no one's got it all together, even if they look like they do. Yep. Um, and,
0: yeah that's something that everybody needs to hear yeah (laughs) yeah. (laughs) not just dancers
1: no no but I think they particularly feel it. you know yes they're just out there putting themselves out there they're performing people are judging them
0: yep um and they're in a in a life style of aiming for perfection
1: yeah that's what
0: dance is all about that especially classical ballet that's that's about getting getting to that very perfect line and getting that very perfect pirouette
1: yeah and so it's just trying to it's just balancing that because that's great i mean positive perfectionism means that you achieve all of you know you would never achieve anything if you were if you were complacent um but it's just like learning how to harness it and balance it out with some other skills um that help you to enjoy your dancing more and to let go and have that freedom um, and passion in your work um, and not just the overthinking and over analyzing and am i not, am i good enough and you know how come everyone else is better and
0: <laughs> yeah, and it continues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how can dancers reach out to you?
1: Um, stageminded.com is um, where you can find everything. Um, I'm on social media and uh, Facebook, Instagram. as um, at StageMinded. Um, so, yeah, that's just regular doses of
0: um, motivation. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, Philippa Ziegenhardt thank you so much for joining us on Ask a Dancer. Pleasure. It's been so great to be here live at the Victorian Dance Festival. I hope you're enjoying all of our interviews. We'd love you to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and share this podcast, if you love it, with all of your friends and family. That helps us to spread the word of Ask a Dancer. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Ask a Dancer with Stacey Morgan. Get in touch with us at wpmpa.co or at Q and a on Twitter.